Hello, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of the Focus Point Podcast. This is the final episode in our At The Movies series. A little bit of a break week last week, kind of unscheduled, but we're back here with this new episode, and I'm excited to close out this At The Movies series. I hope that whenever you're listening to this, that you're doing well and having a great and blessed day. I hope that these words encourage you and bless you. Please share them along with your family and your friends. You can always find out more information at thepointoffocus.com. Now, this familiar movie, I, I know this movie has to be familiar to a lot of us. We've either seen the most recent uh, remake slash... Um, yeah, we've seen it in 2019. So I'm talking about The Lion King today. And like I've said, maybe we've seen the 1994 animated version of The Lion King with our kids or even as kids. Then we've all watched the 2019 live action remake with our kids. And these movies are similar in storyline, very similar actually. This 2019 remake was said to be like a shot for shot Remake some differences, but you'll have a probably a hard time kind of finding them other than dialogue. Um, the dialogue is not all the same. So, because this movie is familiar, probably the most familiar one we've looked at in the series, I am still going to do a little bit of a review and just kind of put out there the the storyline of the movie. So the movie follows a quest for the throne. Mufasa, the current and reigning king of Pride Rock, has a son named Simba. Simba is heir to the throne, and so Mufasa takes Simba on a tour around the Pride Lands, and Mufasa tells his son that he's going to be king, and and he's showing him the ins and outs of running a kingdom. Mufasa tells Simba that he's one day going to rule the land. Scar, Mufasa's brother, Simba's uncle, is not too happy about all of this. Scar wants to be king. He doesn't want he doesn't come to the birth of Simba. He even gets Simba in trouble after he encourages him to go to a place his father had told him not to go. Scar had sent Simba there so he would be killed by the hyenas, but they did not succeed, and Mufasa actually saves him. So Scar decides that he's going to kill Mufasa. So that way, you know, in theory, Mufasa, then Simba's kind of open to whatever because Mufasa can't save him. So Scar takes Simba to a gorge and tells him to wait there for Mufasa, that Mufasa has a surprise for him. When Simba is waiting, while Simba is waiting, the hyenas start a stampede of wildebeest that cause Simba to run for his life. Scar and Mufasa... I mean, Mufasa, sorry, is out, and then Scar goes to tell Mufasa that the stampede is happening and that Simba is down in the gorge. And Mufasa runs down to save his son and is successful. So it's kind of like showing, you know, hey, I need to get rid of Mufasa. So Scar's planning here is to get rid of Mufasa so he stops saving Simba. So, um... Scar does, I mean, sorry, Mufasa does save Simba, and Scar, I mean, and he's trying to climb out of the gorge, and he calls to Scar for help. Scar leans in um, 
trying to look like he's going to help him, but then he kind of th- he throws him off, not kind of, he throws him off the side of the cliff to the gorge below, leading to Mufasa's death. Later, Scar reappears, and Simba has found the fallen king, and he has... Uh, he's upset about it, and he goes to Scar for comfort, but Scar just tells him that he's killed Mufasa, and it's his fault that he's dead, and he tells Simba to run away. And then he tells the hyenas to go and kill him, but once again, the hyenas are not successful. Simba actually gets away. He meets Timon and Pumbaa. He's found by them, kind of out in the out there in the desert, and so they rescue him. They invite him. They invite Simba to come live with them, and Simba grows up. Meanwhile, Nala, Simba's childhood friend, has left the Pride Lands and searched for food because the Pride Lands have fallen into uh, disrepair. And under the leadership of Scar, the Pride Lands are not the way that they once were. But Simba saves Timon and Pumbaa from Nala, who actually is hunting them and chases them down and all of that. And it's really, as I think about it, I'm kind of giggling about the scene in this movie. They're, especially the animated version, they're running around, they're running scared, trying to figure out what's going on, especially after Nala... I mean, is recognized by Simba. And Nala starts to tell everything that the Scar and the hyenas have taken over the Pride Land. Scar is king. She tries to encourage Simba to go back and fight for the throne. And Simba initially gets mad at Nala, but ultimately decides to go back. Scar, and Scar, I mean, sorry, Simba challenges Scar. But Scars briefly turns the pride against him by making, by that last alibi that he has, that Simba actually believes he killed Mufasa. But in reality, he's not. After another brief fight, Simba um, is kind of hanging over the edge of a cliff again, and Scar who thinks he's going to meet his demise, he's finally going to kill Simba, tells him that he's the one that killed Mufasa. And he's getting ready to do the same thing, but Simba overpowers him, demands that he tells the truth, and they um, wound up fighting again. Scar is tossed off the side of a cliff, but Scar survives the fall, but he's killed by his hyena friends after the hyenas overheard him saying they were the problem. And the rest is history. Simba takes the throne, makes Nala his queen, and the Pride Lands are restored. Now, I know that's a long synopsis. And most of you are probably like, yeah, I know, you left out this part, you know, because you've seen it so many times. But it wasn't supposed to be like an all-encompassing, just like all of the reviews that we've done in these um, in this series, but this this reminds me of a story in the Bible. I'm reminded of a similar kind of brother story in the Bible. We find the story in Genesis four, and just like the Lion King, it centers around two brothers and one's bro- one's brother's jealousy of the other. After Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden, they had two sons named Cain and Abel. We get a little bit more information about them in Genesis four, where it says. When they grew up, they, Cain and Abel, 
Abel became a shepherd, and Cain cultivated the ground. So I picture Cain being this muscular, kind of rugged type, calloused hands, you know, got some muscles, you know, maybe a little bit dirty, a little bit like tan, kind of like, not really grungy, but you get kind of like what I'm saying, this just like this outdoorsman kind of look, maybe even like this beard, you know, kind of thing like that. And because he's out in the fields, planting the crops, weeding the fields, doing all of those things. Abel, on the other hand, was a shepherd. He watched over the flocks and he made sure they had what they needed. So I can also picture him being somewhat muscular in build just because um, he had to take care of the, the sheep and do what a shepherd does. And if we've learned anything from David who had to fight off a lion and a bear and all of that stuff, then we kind of know what shepherds might go through. Not to mention, sometimes they had to carry the the sheep, and the sheep aren't light. So, it's a little bit of muscular. Okay? The time came for for Cain and Abel to present an offering to God. Cain brought, and quoting the Bible, some of his crops to God for an offering, while Abel brought the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock to God as an offering. God accepted Cain's offering, but rejected, I'm sorry, God accepted Abel's offering, but rejected Cain's. And you can find that in Genesis, the beginning parts of Genesis 4. And then I want to read um, this from Genesis 4, 6, and 7. This made Cain angry. So God tells Cain this, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. God is telling Cain that he needs to get his anger under control before he does something he would regret. Cain was angry uh, angry out of jealousy that God had not accepted his offering. But God wanted Cain's best, not just something thrown together, because he had to make an offering. He didn't want just like, oh, I'm just going to pull this together because I've got to do this, so here's the offering. Then God said, you will be accepted if you do what is right. This is, th- th- that's what God meant. When he said, you'll be accepted if you do what's right. If you just bring me an offering that I'm worthy of, you will be, you will be accepted. I will accept your offering. But then he gave him the warning. You need to get yourself under control or you will do something bad. Cain ends up taking his brother out into the field where he kills him. Um, and that's Genesis 4, pretty much 1 through 8, uh, if you want to look it up. And that's where we're kind of going to leave um, leave the story. And he ends up killing Cain. And then, you know, the story kind of continues. God finds out. And, I mean, God, does, God already knows. God questions Cain about it. Cain has made this fugitive. And no one can kill him. No one can harm him um, without receiving seven times the wrath of God. And all of that can be seen in Genesis 4 throughout the rest of the chapter. But what we see in this story is jealousy gets a hold of us from time to time. We can be jealous of someone's success, their car, their house, their grades, their clothes, the way their spouse treats them, the way their kids act, the fact that they have kids, or any number of things. And we can get jealous 
And then jealousy can make us act in bad ways. Now, I don't think we're going to kill anyone out of jealousy, but we can do other hurtful things. We can be mean with our words and actions to a coworker who got the promotion instead of us. We can be mean with our words and actions to the classmate who got an A on the test and didn't need to study. We can be mean with our words or actions to the person who always is wearing the best clothes and we can't afford them. We can always be mean. We can be mean and with our words and actions because someone is expecting a child and we haven't had any luck with children and the list goes on and on and on. We can just get jealous from time to time. And whether we think about it or not, whether we understand it or not, whether we know it or not, our jealousy seeds in and eventually it comes out in these crazy ways. And we don't, like I said, we don't always know. That's why we're acting the way that we do. But like, just like God warns, just like God warns Cain, he warns all of us as well. God's warning is a universal warning. God's warning is what jealousy can do to us if we can let it stay. If we let it seed in, if we let it become something that it's, that it's not. Let us become something that we're not. God's warning of you better get it under control. You know, God uses the term sin, but it's just, you know, hey, actions are going to happen if we don't get this stuff under control. If we don't learn how to, to like what we have and be good with what we have and that God has blessed us with great things. Yeah, it might not be what somebody else has. It might not be what they have or what they look like, or the amount of kids that they have. But God has blessed us, blessed me with something that I can be thankful for in many, many, many ways. Because like in the movie, Scarlet Jealousy, over, over time, eat away at him. Never mind that he was living in the pride lands and never mind that he was under the care of the king who, as his brother, would always care for him and be there for him and protect him as leader of the pride and the king of the pride lands. And Scar had a lot going for him, but he didn't have the throne. And that's what he wanted. And he just, he was willing to kill his brother over what he wanted. And Cain is the same way. And he let jealousy eat away at him for an unknown amount of time. Same thing as Scar. It's never really said how long this whole kind of thing planned out. How long Mufasa had been king and all of that. But Cain, well, until he finally let his brother in the field where he killed him. No telling how long that was. And that wasn't even over. That was just acceptance. Really, now you think about it, acceptance by God. And that's just another avenue of jealousy. People get accepted. Why do they accept me? Why do they accept my proposal? Why didn't they accept my way of doing things? But they accepted his and he threw it together the last minute and all of that. And that's kind of what we're dealing with here. But if we let jealousy eat away at us long enough, we can start to do some things we never thought we'd do. God tells Cain in his words that we need to get jealousy and anger under control or bad actions are close by. It's kind of like a nice, in my way, like a nice translation of it. 
sin. We may never kill anybody, but we may call names and we may poke, you know, throw jabs and we, you know, we may, like I said, bad actions are close by. Things that weren't normally becoming of us. And I was reminded of this one verse in the book of Proverbs, and I'm actually going to close the, the, the episode with it. And the, the whole thing kind of surrounds about it. it. It's really a heart thing. Okay? It, it, it's a matter of heart. Cain did his actions because he let his heart rot with jealousy. Scar did the same thing because our actions, our heart leads to what our actions are. Whatever's in our heart. If, if anger and rage and jealousy and envy and all of this stuff is in our heart, it's eventually going to come out. But also, too, the same stuff, joy and happiness and, and all of that stuff, all the good stuff, love and kindness and all of those things and patience, all of that can be in our heart as well, and that will come out. So I want to leave you with this verse. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it for it 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 determines your course of life above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it